Welcome to the Asnorth Podcast. My name is Philip Kaskarin, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Dan Byers. How are you, Dan? I'm great. How are you, man? I'm great. Thank you for joining us for another episode where we'll introduce a new speaker who will be presenting at this year's NS North. In this podcast, we are pleased to have with us speaker Matt Thompson, and she jo he joins us now. How are you, Matt? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We're great. We're really cold because it's Canada, but we're great. Yeah, it's actually uh, not too cold here in Portland. It's uh, quite livable, actually. Really like it. Right. So speaking of Portland, can you tell a bit, us a little bit more about yourself and uh, what you do right now? Oh, sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm Matt. I just uh, moved up to Portland after two years in San Francisco. Uh, just joined uh, the company Panic, known for their brilliant Mac and iOS software, uh, and previously worked at Heroku. So uh, you might know AF networking or other open source stuff that I've worked on. Right. Yeah, and that's that's sort of a... And Heroku is a web uh, is a web based company with a lot of uh, for all the web backends that we use for a lot of our apps. Great, that's uh, good to yeah. It's and I'm starting to use them again at, at Panic, so it's interesting to kind of be on the other side of things. Of course, everybody Heroku uses Heroku, but uh, just sort of being on the other side of that again is uh, interesting. So yeah, it's not as easy to book a to book a person to say hey fix this. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, no, don't have nearly as much pool. It's uh, <laughs> I can't just go in and change things. So what, what what was your position at Heroku? Sure. Uh, so at Heroku, my uh, title was mobile lead. They hired me to uh, head up uh, basically anything having to do with mobile. Uh, and that's sort of a, a vague and, and, and widespread sort of mission. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, the whole time I was there, it was kind of a struggle to understand exactly what that meant. And every, it was basically everything I could do to just make any sort of impact on that. Uh, I mean, one of the interesting things about Heroku, and, and it's not really widely publicized, is about half of the traffic already comes from uh, non-web mobile API traffic. So wow. APIs for, yeah, right? It's application. So like Heroku already is, is doing gang, going gangbusters on mobile stuff. Uh, a lot of customers are people who are creating these, these wonderful apps that are powered by uh, web APIs. So they're you know, getting all their JSON. They're, they're talking to these web servers from their iOS app uh, and, and Android to a lesser extent. Uh, and and you know they're they're having a great experience. So uh, it was my task to uh, understand the market better, understand what we can do better to improve the developer experience, to increase our customer base, uh, that sort of thing. And, and I think a lot of the work that I did in open source, and uh, going around and, and talking to folks uh, at various conferences and meetups, uh, it, you know, was all part of that. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Phil. Oh, I just wanted to say that as a user of. Um of uh, both uh, Heroku and a uh, bunch of the open source stuff that you've said the the last two years have been very uh, productive and uh, been very useful to my work and my, uh, my free apps as well. Hmm. Oh, that's great to hear. Yeah. And so now, and now you're at uh, panic and uh, yeah. have you announced what you're, what you'll be working on there or uh, uh, not? Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, still sort of settling in. Uh, it's an interesting environment there. I mean, it's, it's brilliant to work with uh, so many talented engineers Uh, especially, you know, having spent two years at a company that mostly focused on web stuff, uh, it's kind of weird to be in a room with people that everybody speaks Objective-C. Everybody <laughs> knows this stuff, and, uh, you know, I'm not just the odd one out. Uh, at Heroku, you know, I was the only, well, one of the one of the few people who, you know, had an expertise in that. Uh, the ironic thing, so I, I went to Heroku, a web company, to work on iOS stuff and, and mobile. I come to Panic, and actually a lot of the things I've been doing, I just started last week, uh, Web service, vaguely, you know, web service related. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just can't win. I just, I just want to make some. Well, 
I'll, I'll get to it eventually, but <laughs> yeah. But at least it's an Objective C now. Well, I'm doing this in so on the website. It's it's all Ruby. Oh, or, okay. Uh, oh, Go okay. or other you know JavaScript. And to to use a trope, it's kind of in in your wheelhouse anyway. Oh sure. I mean, yeah. I grew up. Uh, my first language was Ruby. So. Oh, okay. It's always good to get back. Although Objective C is my favorite language, uh, Ruby is still uh, pretty great for the web. I, I remember when I started my my current job, and I was like, okay, well, I need an array. Well. I can use an NS array. I don't have to do the C stuff or the C++ template or something. It's like, this is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I get to use this all the time in my day job. <laughs> yeah, it sort of feels like cheating, especially like over the last four years or so, like it's really, the language has gotten really good, Objective-C, uh, between, you know, object literals and GCD and, uh, boy, what else? Just Arc? Arc, of course, yes. That's the big one, Arc. Uh, and just minor improvements year by year. Uh, I'd say more than any other language that I've ever seen or uh, kind of looking at historically, like it's done leaps and bounds. It's just amazing. Especially when you go back and you consider the age that Objective-C has, it predates C++ and people don't realize that. Sure, yeah, just uh, almost three decades old, I think. So, yeah, something like that. Crazy. And uh, so you made the jump from uh, SF to, to Portland. So what, what would you say is the, the biggest change that you've had to adapt to from, from, those, from moving from those two cities, between those two cities, sorry? I'd say the most immediate thing that I've noticed is that I'm happy, is that I enjoy <laughs> my surroundings. Uh, I'm seriously, well, I mean, there are a lot of confounding factors. Uh, what is today, the 23rd? Uh, I just got married 23 days ago, so I'm enjoying, you know, this marital bliss thing. I, I, right I'm on. switching, switching jobs, moving to a new place. So everything's kind of new and exciting and fresh, uh, and I'm really excited about all that. So maybe, maybe Portland. I'm pretty sure Portland's great, but I can't be too sure. You know, scientifically, you can't isolate all those variables. Well, Portland but has its own TV show, so that's already good. It does, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, it's it's that was a good primer, I think, for the whole experience because yeah, there's a lot of truth in in what they talk about the general milieu of what it's like to be. God, that's white. That's that's like that's the other thing. Like this place is shockingly gentrified. At that, you know, at least mm. in this neighborhood that I live in, and that's the reputation it gets. So it's obviously a lot of fun to. Uh, be around a lot of people like you that enjoy the same kinds of things. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure that I get out and uh, see the rest of the world as well. But yeah, uh, mm -hmm. which is anyway, something yeah. that uh, that I know you've been doing anyway. So it's not like it's like going home. You're you're it's comfortable, but you want to get out of your shell a little bit from time to time. Yeah, no, I mean that's something I struggle with. Like I don't, I know that this is probably where I belong at least at the moment. You know. I'm, in my 20s and enjoying a very yuppie kind of neighborhood uh i mean there's a whole foods across the street uh you know it's there's a design within reach down the street it, it's really nice and uh my, my experiences in san francisco to contrast that you know i was paying a lot more to live next to a methadone clinic <laughs> to its credit there was also a wine bar on the other side so i mean you get you get the good and the bad uh it's but really yes yeah, yeah, considerable, considerably cleaner sidewalks uh, here in Portland compared to San Francisco. People who've been to San Francisco know exactly what I'm talking Whoa. about. Yes, yeah, it's I, brutal. Oh, it's uh, yeah. I don't have to watch so much where I'm stepping, so I can actually enjoy the scenery around me. Mm. The it's, climate it's is a bit nice. is a bit colder, though. That's the problem. Yeah, but that's just a nice excuse to wear you know sweaters and and I don't know. It's impossible to <laughs> dress scarf. correctly in San yes, Francisco. Yes, lots of scarves, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh boy, scarves. <laughs> it's it's great. It's a winter wonderland here. So uh, are they actually still doing Portlandia? Okay, I, I've kind of lost track of that show. Are they, are they still putting out new episodes, or is that all done? 
I think I've seen two or three seasons on Netflix. I, I don't okay. know if any new ones are coming, but yeah, yeah, I'm not it, sure where they're at with that. I, I enjoy that show immensely. It's, oh, it's yeah. quite good. It's great. And uh, so aside from your, or along with your Objective-C expertise and your, your Ruby experience, um, so what would you say in terms of your iOS, your, your work in, in the iOS and Mac community? Um, what do you like to, what, what have you been focusing on there recently? Sure. AF Networking is an ongoing project, of course. Uh, just released 2.1.0. Uh, so it's the first minor update since the uh, major update 2.0. Um, and as part of that, I'm writing uh, a book through O'Reilly. Uh, so that'll be coming out, uh, aiming for March. So Ooh. that's something that I'm keeping myself occupied with. So yeah, it's a, a guide to uh, all the good bits about AF Networking, from its philosophy to oh, uh, just some practical things. So yeah, just sounds uh, like an Insta buy. What can I pre-order? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I have to get that out. Well, I have to sort of you know keep writing this thing. I don't I don't feel right about uh, putting out links until it's about uh, I don't know a little bit more soon. Yeah, well, you're talking to two people who have the NFs hipster book, so that's okay too. Oh, that's great. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was a that was a lot of fun. Let me tell you, I had no, I, I still kind of have no clue uh, how to do books at all but uh that thing that was one of the most complicated learning experiences in a long time uh because Wait, you know you, i've been used mean? to publishing on the web uh so i've been you know, a web developer for the longest time and you know you just sort of take some certain things for granted like you don't have to think about content delivery servers do that for you you don't have to think about i mean there are different concerns right uh, you don't have you've more constraints on, on the page because you know the page is a fixed size so it allows you to actually you know really cater to a particular uh, uh format you can make every page look amazing and but unfortunately i found that even though i had all of my content in markdown and you know presumably it would be easy to convert that into something that uh could compile a book right just like an application uh what i found is that there weren't any tools that really nailed it uh, I, I worked with a, a couple different things uh, and then I just you know what I ended up like writing this book in like you, you, you know, I, I don't know it, text pa text edit pa I, right I, I like tech <laughs> would have been fine like I thought about LaTeX like I used that all throughout college and it was great uh, but I don't know I, I couldn't get that looking anything well, less than a scientific paper pages like, just... pages uh, outputs to EPUB I think well okay put an asterisk next to that so yes I used pages uh, specifically Pages 5 right after they updated it. Uh, oh, I didn't realize wow. at the time that Pages 5, or this latest version, uh, is a lot... It, it's They took out a lot of features. So it, they, they yeah. took out a lot of good stuff that I probably wanted and needed. Hmm. And I held enough, off there's an update, update to Pages today. <laughs> so. Oh, boy. I, I hope they fixed, I don't know, Table of Contents, EPUB generation. I had this one weird bug, so I, I for reasons that I probably don't want to get into uh, i use a japanese keyboard uh and my what? input yeah it's it's it, we'll talk about that some other time uh it's Over like here. the uh yeah. yes uh the input format uh the romaji keyboard input uh format is it's basically just english right so uh and instead of the u.s english uh, keyboard layout but for some reason whenever you do that in pages at least in the version that i was using at the time uh it would create a one second delay between input and a character showing up oh Brutal. So I guess it had to run through all these things and just freak out like, wait, what is this? What is this? What is this? Oh, right. It's the letter I. Okay. Um, I mean, delete worked just fine uh, and copy paste worked amazingly. But like as soon as I would try to type anything, so I'd have to like copy it into uh, 
text mate or something and then play around it. with it yes pasted so did, match style oh did, boy did you find that the the editorial process was pretty grueling on your book or uh would that go fairly smoothly uh i mean that was all fine uh my editorial process not knowing any better uh, i found that it just helped to print the whole thing out and then basically just go over in pen and then transfer that uh so yeah i killed a tree in the process of that Ooh. and certainly many more with the with the dead book uh, dead tree versions of the book that were distributed but uh yeah the, i mean the whole thing was crazy okay and then uh, the 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 service that i used to actually generate this the, these books uh create space which is uh one of those print on demand companies that uh amazon acquired very quickly right um yeah they have i mean it's amazing uh sort of like lulu or any of those other services uh you upload a pdf and and uh uh, it eventually becomes cover. a book. <laughs> it becomes a book, which is amazing. However, uh, they did not have any facilities to do bulk ordering. And since I pre-ordered oh. through Gumroad, <laughs> which is what I what I used for uh, electronic distribution, I could, there was no way to link those things up. So I had a CSV file of all of my customers, all the people oh. who pre-ordered, and were so generous in that. Uh, um, and I couldn't, like, I had to manually. They're like, their their only suggestion was, okay, you have to go and make an order for each one of those. We can oh only. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, fortunately, I was able to script that. So I have this piece of <laughs> nice. Ruby code, which is just awful. Like, it it goes through four different pages on this checkout thing, and it t- took an entire day of constantly just beating next to the computer. And whenever things would freak out, because oh right, so I imported into Numbers this uh, CSV file, and uh, of course Numbers uh, so generously auto formats things that it. Yes. It strips it strips leading zeros. That's so that's anybody useful. who is in uh, Massachusetts, like the Boston area, uh, with a leading zero in their zip uh, code, they just had an invalid zip code. So every time that that would come up, it would break until I figured out what was going on. Uh, so for the them? whole day, yeah, it was like eighteen hours of of going through. Like I I exhausted my Gmail uh, SMTP limit, so I had to uh, <laughs> fix that. So it was just a day of me uh, having the terminal. I had the say command. So anytime a, a new order is being processed, it would say the name of the person just so it was like a heartbeat. Uh, so I had my computer speaking names to me as I played Grand Theft Auto and then have to pause the game every time it you know, messed up on Boston. or uh, <laughs> Germany also has a similar uh, situation with its zip codes. So yeah, just learned a lot about zip codes, learned a lot about uh, physical distribution. And uh, yeah, boy. And you, it was... you learned about how not to get too raving mad about these guys who don't offer bulk imports for order, for orders or something i guess <laughs> oh yeah i mean I, I i feel like you know beggars can't be choosers like i, I mean they, they've been amazing otherwise uh, but yeah it's just ooh, that was inconvenient yeah uh-huh. well that um so outside of but you mentioned playing grand theft auto but outside of you know development and design what are the things that really interest you you know what? I've been into adventure sports lately, uh, which is sort of a weird thing. Uh, I've been going for my private pilot's license. I started in uh, in San Carlos Airport, uh, which is just south of San Francisco. So fixed wing, uh, I assume. Uh, yeah, in, in Cessna's uh, just you know single engine uh, prop uh, plane, doing doing short uh, flights for now. Uh, Very yeah, cool. just uh, got got like a dozen hours. You know, it's an expensive thing, and it's something that you can only. Uh, do a couple hours at a time on weekends or any time that you actually have the opportunity to go. Uh, you know, and San Carlos is is pretty far out of the city. I mean, it's a 30-minute drive or so. Uh, so it, it was something that, you know, I wasn't able to really actively pursue. Uh, but, yeah, there was that. I've gone into hang gliding. I'm just maybe wow. I'm, I'm going for my hang one certification. So still just kind of getting started. Uh, hang gliding at that level is basically just running down a hill with a kite on your back <laughs> and being lifted up for a couple seconds at a time. 
but that's I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, so that's different from paragliding, which is an actual parachute that goes right. That's a parachute, and you just kind of throw that thing up at high altitudes and just kind of sit and enjoy, you know. Being well, well, you look for the thermal around. so you can rise up, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Same same sort of things with uh, hang gliding. If you do it right, you can be up there for hours at a time. Um, let's see. I, d- I did skydiving to uh, impress a girl who <laughs> then turned to be my wife. So oh, yeah, that, so that's, that's a fun story. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. Uh, the, the ploy, I think we both kind of did it. Like I said, we should go uh, skydiving. And she said, yeah. And I went, wait, what? Oh. And uh, we just- She called you on your bluff. And, uh, you had to do it. You know, after, afterwards we, we really hit it off and we got married in Hawaii. So I guess by the time NS North rolls around, you'll be base jumping. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe. I mean, well, I don't know. Base jumping is sort of dumb. Uh, it's, it's one of those things like now that one, that's one hobby that, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not dumb. Like I'll like hang gliding is pretty safe and skydiving. Uh, I mean, there, there are some kind of random incidents that happen, but in general people do that, you know, thousands of times. And yes, they're fine. That, that's very um, true. Same with rock climbing, for instance, which I, which I do. Right. So, yeah. yeah. No, rock climbing is definitely on there. I got, uh, so when I was in Hawaii, I also went for my, uh, scuba certification. Oh which yeah. Is, yeah. You know, open water. Uh, diving, which is amazing over there, you know, yeah. some mm-hmm. sea turtles and just hanging out underwater. <laughs> yes, cool. yeah. So yeah, adventure sports—they're uh, really fun, <laughs> <laughs> and they do take your mind off uh, whatever you're doing. So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, at this point, like it's starting to turn into like obviously computers are a lot of fun, and uh, being able to think through hard problems and make uh, really good products for customers is is really enjoyable. Uh, but to a to a greater and greater extent every day, it's more like. All right. If I do this, then I can, you know, that translates into how much time flying or uh, diving. So, yeah, starting to turn into that a little bit. All right. Well, so that should be a wrap. Thank you very much for joining us, Matt. We really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. We hope that our listeners enjoyed this episode. If you you would like to know more about the conference, you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca for all the details. Matt, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how would they do so? I am Matt with three T's on Twitter, on GitHub. Uh, pretty easy to find online, so just reach out. Right. I didn't even ask the question that uh, why the three T's, but because uh, I, th- I assume the third T is silent. Um, so we'll uh, ask that question at no. NS North. Exactly. If you want the answers, come to NS North. Exactly. So we hope to see everyone in Ottawa in May. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Hey, thanks, you guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs>